everybody. Hey. Hey, everybody. It's your boy, Stu McAllister. Uh, with me, as always, are the dogs, Sadie and Ween. Thank you for being here. Where else would you be? You got to be here. I don't want you out of the house. But it is uh, Thursday, September 2nd. Holy shit, September is flying. We just got here. It's flying. Uh, oh, hey, Dimps. My cat Dimps just showed up. Oh, hi. I don't know if you guys heard that. She did a little chirp. Hi, little cat. Hi, Dimps. Uh, Dimps is the newest cat, and Dimps is a little bit of a bully. Uh, for some reason, she does not like cow cat, and uh, so there's been there's been some problems in the house because of uh, their interactions. But it's weird because Dim, for the most part, uh, I'm assuming is probably pretty pussy. <laughs> as far as cats go, she's pretty much a huge pussy. She doesn't have any front claws, and a cow she she's a little chubby, but a cow is bigger than her. He also does not have front claws. I didn't do either of those. They were they were already pre-declawed before I got them. Uh, but it's created some problems. But I think they're getting better, everybody. It's, it's It's been a slow, arduous process. Larry Cat doesn't give a shit. The dogs don't give a shit. Uh, it's just these two dumb cats having some problems. And we're figuring shit out. But, uh, but there we go. So, uh, hey! It is a new month. Hopefully, uh, if you guys listen to this shit on the regular, uh, consider subscribing to my Patreon. Uh, that'd be great. It's the same shit, just more of the shit. And hopefully you like this shit, even though we all know it's just shit. <laughs> it's a lot of shit. And I apologize to the Patreon subscribers for not getting one done yesterday. I swear to God. The plan was for me to do it. The plan was for me to do it. However, it was a 15-hour day at work. Uh, I got home, I ate, and then I just, uh, it was incredibly difficult for me to keep my eyes open. And uh, so I went to bed. So there was no Patreon. I, I apologize to everybody who subscribes to the Patreon, particularly new subscribers, like, ah, fuck, Stu's fucking us already. And I'm like, I'm not trying to fuck you. I'm just trying to tell you what it is. So uh, no podcast yesterday. Uh, I, I will do one tomorrow. I had to do one today, too. So uh, so there we go. Hi, Dimps. She's sitting on top of me right now. She's a good cat. I like her a whole lot. I wish she and Cow got along better. But what are you going to do? We'll, we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. So yesterday, 15-hour day, I had to drive up into the UP. And um, it was a shit day. A shit day, not because of the drive, not because of anything else. It was just a shit day because it, pretty much every place I went to did not want any product because the majority of the places uh, in the UP and Mackinac City, they're all seasonal. And the season's pretty much done. La this is Labor Day weekend. And when Labor Day is over, uh, people stop coming. They st stop going camping. They stop fucking uh, taking vacations. They're not staying in these tourist towns. Mackinac City, despite the fact that everybody loves their fudge, everybody loves their pasties, uh, it's a summer town, and when summer's over, fuck, we are dead. So uh, a good majority of the day was just essentially I was getting paid to drive, 
I didn't sell shit. So that route, the next time we do that route, that route is dead. Because there ain't shit to do up there anymore. I took the dogs with me. It was good. Always love taking the dogs. Sadie Dog loves it. Loves sticking her head out of the window. It was always good times. So uh, I get a hold of people when I'm done. I'm like, hey, I am done. Because it's a two. It's supposed to be a two-day route. And essentially, I would have been done. I probably would have been back to the warehouse in like 12 hours. So it was still a long day. Uh, so, you know, I let people know, I'm like, hey, I'm done. I'm headed back. Everything's done and done. And I, I got it done quick again because I didn't have to give any, anybody product. But you're not fucking around. It's, you know, if I'm saving an extra 10 to 15 minutes every stop, I mean, that's a lot of fucking time, right? So the salesperson, because my boss is on vacation, the salesperson's like, hey, uh, there's this place that had a meltdown in West Branch. Didn't know if you could get over there. I was like, I don't know, man. It's been a long day. And he was like, yeah, but if I got to do it tomorrow. And then he just started whining. I was like, holy shit, dude. All right, all right, all right, fuck. I will go. So I went over there. I took care of it. Came back 15-hour day. Bing, bang, boom. Done. Dibbin Dots, everybody. That's what I deliver, Dibbin Dots. And then today, uh, nobody was getting a hold of me. Nobody was telling me what to do. So there was one thing to do. I went and did it. It was uh, I had to go to the high school in Jackson. Jackson, Michigan. It's a little shithole town. Apparently, it is the town where the Republican Party was formed. How about that? Did you know that? Probably not. I didn't know that until I drove past the sign and said, hey, it's the birthplace of the Republican Party. And I never in a million years would have thought the Republican Party started in uh, Jackson, Michigan. Never would have got that one. So, but it was good for me that I was going there because on the way, there's this little town called Mason. Have you ever heard of it? You shouldn't have. It's a shithole town. Never go. But I recently purchased something off a dude on Facebook, Facebook Marketplace, Jamie always gave me shit for buying shit off of Facebook Marketplace. But this purchase, I needed to make this purchase. So I made this purchase and I bought this thing from this guy in Mason. And I was like, hey man, hey man, can I uh, can I just come to your house or place of work or whatever so then you don't have to mail it, you don't have to worry about going to the post office. I save an extra eight bucks or whatever and I just pick it up from you. I was like, hey man. And he was like, hey man, sure. He didn't, he was, he was very indifferent to everything. He was like, all right, whatever. I don't give a fuck. And so he's like, yeah, just let me, cause I told him, like, I come through that area probably at least once a week. Let me know. Uh, I'll let you know when I'm coming through. He's like, okay. So yesterday I'm like, Hey man, Hey man, Hey man, I'll be coming through. And he's like, all right, let me know when I said it'll be before 10. He's like, okay. And I, so this morning when I figured things out, I was like, Hey man, it's going to be like eight 40, even way before 10. He's like, cool, man. Cool. So I got to his house. He was there. It was weird. He did not accept either PayPal or Venmo. How weird is that? I mean, I haven't had the cash on me, but uh, it was, I found it very strange. And again, particularly this is a person like he's offering to sell something on Facebook marketplace. So at that point, you figure um, someone who does not live nearby, someone who doesn't happen to be coming through your town, 
is going to want to purchase this thing. So then what, what are you going to do? They're going to mail you a check? What is, what is this fucking uh, the 1800s? They're going to mail cash? Who's going to fucking mail cash? It's crazy. So I thought it was really weird this guy who's a businessman is, is, is doing this shit. Because he said he sells stuff on the regular. So whatever he's doing, apparently he's managing. But it just seems so weird that you wouldn't have either a PayPal or a Venmo or some other form of electronic uh, money transferring. I mean, both those are for free. Why wouldn't you get them? It's super easy, easy peasy, but whatever. So I got it and I got, I gave him the cash and I left and I got it. And you're all like, Stu, Stu, Stu. Hey man. Hey man. What did you buy? Well, let me, let me tell you, you guys all know I love me some Buffalo Bills, right? You know me. I love the next Super Bowl champions of the world. They're my favorite fucking football team, motherfuckers. So I just peruse Facebook Marketplace, you know, looking for Buffalo Bills merchandise, paraphernalia for whatever. And then I saw this dude in his listing, his, his listing. He was selling a Cornelius Bennett jersey. And you're like, Stu, who the fuck is that? Cornelius Bennett was one of the greatest linebackers who have ever played for the Buffalo Bills back in the uh, 90s. I do not believe that he's currently a Hall of Famer. He gets nominated pretty much every year the last couple of years. But I don't think he's snuck in, which is unfortunate. Do I think he deserves to be in? Sure. Why not? He was really good. He was on those teams that uh, went to the four Super Bowls in a row. He was a big part of the defense, him and Bruce Smith. Fucking killers. So it was a Cornelius Bennett jersey, but, but it was autographed. It's like, holy shit, a Cornelius Bennett jersey that's autographed? Stu, what, what is that costing you? 80, 90, 100 bucks? Nope. I got it for $25. $25. And I didn't even have to pay shipping and handling. And fuck, I was getting paid to pick it up. Because it was on, going on my way to work shit. It was like 15 minutes out of my way to go get this fucking thing. So I went and actually, I showed it to a friend of mine. She's a huge Buffalo Bills fan. And I showed her, she's like, ah, oh, fuck, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. I was like, I know, right? I said 25 bucks and she's like, what? And I was like, I know, right? What? So I went to just look and see how much like a Cornelius Bennett jersey would cost. I went to eBay. I don't know where else to look for shit. But every jersey I saw, I could not find just a regular Cornelius Bennett jersey for less than 50 bucks. So that's non-autograph one. Autograph ones were going for like 80, 90 bucks. So uh, yeah, definitely got a good deal. I thought it was strange though from a dude who apparently is uh, regularly buying things, selling things that he would have known that he could have gotten a lot more money. Maybe he just didn't want to deal with it. I don't know. So good for me. But it was funny because today also I, I had purchased another thing on Facebook Marketplace. Another Buffalo Bills jersey. And I got it on Facebook Marketplace. And the guy mailed it to me because he was down in Virginia. I'm not fucking going down to Virginia and picking it up. So he mailed it to me. And you're like, Stu, Stu, hey man. What other jersey did you buy, man? <laughs> and I'm embarrassed to say it. <laughs> I bought me a Trent Edwards jersey. 
And you're like, Stu, Stu, who the fuck is Trent Edwards? And I'm like, I don't, I don't even fucking know who Trent Edwards is. He was the quarterback for the Bills. Um, and he was decent for like a year. You thought he was going to be the guy uh, for the Bills. Um, fuck, wow. He's only 37 years old. He, tech, he technically could still be playing in the NFL right now. Uh, but he is not. No, wait, I take it back. It says he's playing for the Raiders. Wow, I did not know that he was playing for the Raiders. But um, he uh, he took over for the Bills when their quarterback at the time, J.P. Lossman, got injured. And uh, he had a 5-1 and one record back in 2008 before injuries kind of destroyed him. And then they, uh, they released him in 2010, so he did not last long. He played for the Bills, the Jaguars, the Raiders, the Eagles, the Bears. And apparently he's back with the Raiders. He's on their practice squad. Wow. That's fucking crazy. That is crazy. Played at Stanford. So for one hot minute, this guy had an NFL career. And maybe if he didn't get injured, it would have been a lot better. But uh, I saw the jersey and I was like, oh, fuck. It was, it was relatively cheap. But I, it's funny, I ended up, after shipping and handling and everything, I ended up paying more money for a Trent Edwards jersey than I did for an autographed Cornelius Bennett jersey. How fucking weird is I paid 25 for the Bennett jersey, and then it ended up being like $27 for the Trent Edwards jersey. And I even told the dude that I bought it from, I said, this is probably the most money that's ever been spent on a Trent Edwards jersey. <laughs> and he laughed about it because he gets it. Trent Edwards, I mean, he had a, for like like a second. He was a hero in Buffalo for a hot second, and then and then it was nothing. Like most most Bills players from uh, 2000 to 2015 were shit. They were scrubs. They really didn't do a whole lot. I mean, they're, every once in a while they had a player who was on the team and uh, they did something for a hot minute or they were really good somewhere else and then they fucking landed on the Bills. Like, I think Marshawn Lynch was on the Bills for a hot second. I think fucking uh, Terrell Owens was on the Bills for a hot second. But there were, I mean, there was a litany of fucking Buffalo Bills quarterbacks in the 2000s who were just straight garbage. Now I got to go find them. I got a QB list. There we go. All right, pulling it up right now. Uh, here we go. List of Buffalo Bills starting quarterbacks. Uh, 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 all right, let's see. I'm going to I'm just going to go from the 2000s let me see if they got it here. Okay. So 2000, Rob Johnson, Doug Flutie. Okay, Rob Johnson ended up being shit. Doug Flutie uh, had a decent career. Nothing, nothing spectacular. 2001, Alex Van Pelt, Rob Johnson. Everybody thought Alex Van Pelt 
would be like the second coming of Jim Kelly, and that just didn't work out. Then 2002, three and four was Drew Bledsoe, and he was adequate. Then we get to the J.P. Lossman, Kelly Holcomb here in 2005, J.P. Lossman in 2006, 2007, Trent Edwards and J.P. Lossman, the same thing in 2008, 2009, Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Trent Edwards, Brian Baum, God, Brian Baum played. 2010, again, Fitzpatrick, Trent Edwards, Brian Baum. Then 11 and 12, Ryan Fitzpatrick. 2013, A.J. Manuel, Thad Lewis, Thad Lewis? Jeff Toole, who the fuck is that? Then we got Kyle Orton and E.J. Manuel, Tyrod Taylor, E.J. Manuel, Tyrod Taylor, E.J. Manuel, 2017, Tyrod Taylor, Nathan Peterman. And we all know Nathan Peterman. He's the dude who threw five interceptions in a uh, in a football game, and I think that was all in the first half. Then it wasn't until 2018 when Josh Allen showed up and uh, life became better. So, uh, yeah, this is the fucking litany of mediocre bad fucking quarterbacks the last decent quarterback really the bills had was a 96 when uh jim kelly was still their quarterback so crazy motherfuckers it's a crazy motherfucker crazy crazy motherfucker so yeah so, so there we go uh, I am going to a, a wrestling event tonight they're like stew stew hey man what wrestling event are you going to? I'm going to see the Grapples in Detroit. The GCW League. I don't... It's game-changing wrestling. I have zero idea. People are like, tell me who's wrestling. Couldn't fucking tell you. I don't know any of these guys who are wrestling tonight. But uh, apparently this, this league is uh, much more aggressive, much more adult, much more violent. And I'm like, fuck yeah that is what i want i i realize that wrestling a lot of wrestling is geared towards family friendly stuff it's geared towards kids stuff there's like a lot of cartoony type wrestlers kind of like superhero sort of shit and i get why that happens but it it doesn't appeal to me a lot of the dumb stories that are written in just uh, don't appeal to me. I want in-the-ring shit, and I want guys who are good on the mic, guys who are spitting fire. Uh, that That's who I fucking want. And apparently that's what this wrestling promotion is. So uh, several of us, I think there's like six or seven of us, maybe more from the Grand Rapids area going over, but a whole shitload of them are staying the night. And I'm like, I'm not fucking staying the night. I fucking, I work for a living, fellas. So uh, two of the dudes are coming back with me, thank God, because it's probably going to be a late night. I'm probably going to get home at like 2 in the morning or some shit. I'm too goddamn old. So uh, it'll be fun. I will I will talk to people. I will talk on the podcast tomorrow. And um, we'll let you guys all know how it's going. So speaking of the grapples, speaking of the wrestling, the wrestling. Um, I don't know if you guys heard or not. I mean, this guy doesn't deal with wrestling per se. He's the mixed martial arts dude, Joe Rogan. Fucking idiot. Uh, Joe Rogan is a comedian. He also is an actor. He did news radio. He was the host of Fear Factor. 
He is an MMA com, uh, commentator for UFC fighting. He knows his shit. When it comes to that, when it comes to MMA fighting, uh, yeah, Joe Rogan's the dude. He knows his shit. I'm not going to say he doesn't know his shit. He's got a very popular podcast. Uh, beyond that, I think Joe Rogan can go, uh, can go fuck himself. I really, I don't like his comedy anymore. His first CD, We're All Gonna Die Someday, was fucking the best. I, fuck, I love that CD. It's been forever since I've listened to it, but I fucking loved it. It was his first one. I would encourage everybody to go fucking listen to that one. The other ones that he has, like something like about uh, something monkeys and space it was some weird monkey space jihad taliban i don't know all of it sucked and it's just getting progressively worse and worse fuck hell the one was only like 30 minutes get the fuck out of here fuck you man if you're gonna be this big time comedian and you're putting out a fucking cd that's 30 minutes eat my butthole but the reason I bring up Joe Rogan is because uh, if you haven't heard, apparently Rogan, he caught the Rona. Oh, my God. And he's a dude who apparently has been encouraging people to not get uh, the vaccine. He's like, yeah, if you're young and fit and whatever, you don't need to fucking get it. You'll, you can fight your way through it. I'm like, ah, God, I don't think you understand. Joe, shit like this. Uh, you don't eat fucking elk jerky <laughs> and take DMT to fucking fight the Rona, you dumb fuck. So uh, apparently he broke the news to his uh, 13.1 million Instagram followers. What are you fucking following him on Instagram for? What is he posting that's entertaining? Am I wrong? So he is um, postponing his comedy tour. Thank God, finally, the, something good has come from the Rona. He states, just to be cautious, I separated from my family, slept in a different part of the house, and throughout the night I got fevers and chills, and I knew what was going on, so I got up in the morning, got tested, and turns out I got COVID. So this motherfucker, Jesus Christ, um, he is using that uh, ivermectin horse dewormer. As, as, a, as a way to fight it. And he's fucking doing other weird shit. He's taking monoclonal antibodies. Which again, I don't think you understand, dude. The virus doesn't is not going to be affected by monoclonal antibodies. But he says they've been proven to work. And I, I'm always curious when this guy... This guy is probably like... he He's very much into... Not necessarily Western medication, but Eastern shit, I guess. Through holistic, he's probably into fucking crystals, aromatherapy, all that other shit. And I, I just, I just find it very fucking silly. Rogan says he describes himself as not being anti-vax, but has regularly been critical of mass vaccines. Uh, he's been critical of Dr. Fauci. Rogan told his followers Wednesday that his diagnosis forced him to reschedule his upcoming shows, et cetera, et cetera. The problem that I have with Rogan and all this shit, Rogan do whatever the hell he want. However, he's got a huge platform, clearly as evidenced by 13.1 million followers on Instagram. I wonder how many he's got on fucking uh, 
on the Twitter. I'm going to move over to Twitter. And I just want to see. I'm, I think he's probably got more followers on Twitter, would be my guess. Joe Rogan. Nope. Oh, totally wrong. 7.4. Like half. Strange. So he's got this huge platform of followers, people who are broskies. They're going to listen to whatever the fuck he has to say. And like, oh, fuck, man. Joe Rogan. He's not fucking getting the vaccine. He's taking this horse to worm or he knows what's going on. I'm like, ah, fucking Christ, man. Why is he taking all this other shit too? If, hey, man, you could just work your way through it. Why are you taking all this shit, Joe? You fucking idiot. So when he says shit, there's going to be other people who are going to fucking go and want to take it. The horse to wormer. So I actually, I talked to a friend uh, because she's a nurse and she also owns horses. <laughs> so I said, hey, what what is all of this? And fuck, she just went off. She went off on Rogan and how stupid he is and how dangerous and dumb it is for fucking people to use medications that aren't geared towards it. I mean, fucking, she said she has that Ervectin for her horses because it destroys parasites and stuff like that. And apparently it's also been used on other animals, but it's also been known to kill fucking dogs. There's certain breeds of dogs that cannot take this medication because it'll fucking kill them. And, I mean, again, I guess it's like a, a paste. So I'm like, how? Like a tube? So I'm like, how can you even determine, like, what's the proper dosage for a person? Because a horse weighs, like, 1,200 pounds. And what's an average person? Like, 200 pounds? I don't know. How the, f- how the fuck do you do it? I've never met a man that weighs 1,200 pounds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, that would be an amazing to see, a 1,200-pound man. That would be amazing. So it's just weird. Doctors are, are clearly dismayed by the, this whole like anti-vax thing that people are, are fearful of getting the vaccination, but then they will take horse dewormer. I don't get it. Now Now the vaccine is FDA approved what the Pfizer one is. So I'm like, here you go. Doctors and public health officials say they've spent the pandemic fighting rampant misinformation on top of a deadly virus. But the ivermectin craze is one of their strangest battles yet. Promoted by conservative talk show host politicians and even some physicians as an effective treatment for COVID-19. The medication has soared in popularity this year despite having no proven antiviral benefits and also some clear harms when abused. Yeah, apparently some people have been going blind from using it. It's just fucking insane, man. And um, I would like to point out when it comes to all of the snake oil horse shit and people are asking, like, why are people trying to sell the snake oil horse shit? It, it comes down to money, everybody. Someone is profiting off of it. Now, apparently there's some radio station down in Adrian, Michigan. It's like 99.3 and it's all become like this weird political rhetoric, uh, anti-vax shit. And uh, it, it turns out it's owned by a conglomeration of doctors who are essentially are snake oilsmen. They're selling snake oil. And uh, so the, the, they've turned this radio station that I'm sure doesn't fucking get much outside of Adrian. But they bought it so that they can fucking spread their misinformation and get people to believe this other horse shit. 
I'll just fuck it. It's, it's weird to me when people talk about like sheep <laughs> and uh, like what that means. It's like, oh my God, you got the vaccine. What are you, some kind of sheep? And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? The science indicates that this is proven and effective. Just because everybody's trying to do the right thing doesn't mean we're fucking sheep. You listening to some fucking quack. Well, there's no information or evidence or anything to indicate that this is going to be a positive thing. It's very crazy to me. Go get your vaccines, everybody. I'm assuming you're for listening to this. You've gotten your vaccine. You wear your masks. Trust me, everybody. I'm going to wear my mask at this wrestling event tonight. I'm all, I, I, I feel a little weird about shit. Because even though I'm, I'm vaccinated, I, I feel well. I've been keeping my distance from people. I wear my mask. I'm often the only person in the stores when I go in for work. I'm the only person wearing a mask. Just trying to do what I can, everybody. But I'm assuming you all are. I hope you all are. Do what you need to do. People ask me a little bit about fucking, uh, if it should be a choice to get the vaccine. Yes, clearly. I don't necessarily believe that we can fucking have people come. Doctors can't storm into your house and jab a fucking needle into your arm, right? I get it. But at the same time, I do believe that they should make life as difficult as possible for you. There's no fucking reason that I can think of that you couldn't, unless there's yet, unless there's going to be some sort of weird medical issue where you can't. If if that's the case, then God bless America, man. But I think that's relatively rare. Anyway, let's talk about something a little better, a little nicer. Road rage. I get it all the fucking time, everybody. About 90% of my job is driving. 90% of my job is being on the highway. And I just, so I see a lot of dumb shits. I see a lot of accidents. I see a lot of fucking assholes speeding. I'm doing like 80 and they're passing me like I'm fucking in reverse. I see a lot of, everyone's like, be careful of motorcycles. And then I just see these fucking lunatics on their motorcycles just weaving in and out of traffic. I'm like, there's only so much you can do when it comes to motorcycles. Yes, I'm trying to look for them. But when they're driving like fucking lunatics out there, they're doing like a hundo. Um, how about them? How about they pay attention to shit? It's one of those things of like, I, I attribute it to like being a pedestrian. I might have the right of way when I'm looking across the street, but if that car fucking hits me, I don't care if I have the right of way. I'm the one that's going to be in the hospital. I'm the one that's going to have broken bones. I'm the one that's going to be fucked up. The person in the car might just need to get a new car. Fuck, yeah, they might be held responsible or whatever, but fuck me. I'd rather let someone else have the fucking right of way when they shouldn't have, but I'm still fucking walking and I'm upright. But anyway, this happened in Wyandotte, Michigan, out near Detroit. Good old Detroit. Saturday evening. People are just out trying to fucking have a good time. They had a big boy. I don't know how many big boys are left in this country, but apparently there's a big boy in Wyandotte. And, um, you know, people just getting a meal. Whatever. There you go. All right. There we go. Apparently in the parking lot... Of the big boy, someone was uh, in their car, and I guess they weren't fucking driving fast enough. How fast do you need to drive in a parking lot? 
you shouldn't drive too fast. And it's not like big boy parking lots are huge anyway. It's not like a fucking Walmart. You know, they could probably got a parking lot for what? Maybe a hundred cars tops. But apparently the guy, uh, the victim was not driving fast enough. So a suspect uh, got their bat out and then just smashed the side mirror of the car. Holy shit, with a baseball bat. Apparently caused more than $1,000 in damage. Um, but they, uh, they didn't catch the dude. What the fuck? I'm assuming that the person in the car was like, oh, fuck. I should not get out of my car. I don't know what you would do. Like, if someone came and started attacking you... See, now, I don't think that would happen to me. I would be the one with the baseball bat. Because trust me, everybody, I have thought about it. I think I talked about it several podcasts ago. I don't know if it was the freebie or uh, the Patreon. But I saw some dude just being a huge cock to people. And we were, like, stuck in, in you know, traffic. We weren't going anywhere. And I thought about just putting my car in park, popping the, my trunk, getting my baseball bat out, and rearranging his fucking taillights. Because the dude was being a cocksucker. I, legitimately, I was thinking, it like, fuck, I should just do this. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I fantasize about shit like that. Do you guys fantasize about things like that? Do you fantasize about violent acts? I know I it, distur- it disturbs me. It disturbs me that I have these fantasies about violent acts. I know I shouldn't. But it's fantasy. I'm not following through on it. Again, I don't believe that people should be uh, punished for uh, for their thoughts. Like you can think things, but you, you know, you, you can maybe even talk with people about things. But I don't think you should be penalized or punished for things that you haven't done. This is this is some revealing shit. Ah. Uh, Show code. <laughs> back when I graduated college, way, way back in the early 90s, everybody. I graduated college. I got a job in Massachusetts. I was a mass hole for like a year or so. And uh, I dealt with kids who lived in a residential program. These were kids who had behavioral issues. They've had some mental health issues. This this was kind of like the first real big job I had out of college, and I had the job, and I was just you know it was it was a difficult job. This was it was a tough job, very tough job, and I expressed some frustration with a, a supervisor. And God, I cannot remember my exact words, but I, it was something along the lines of "Man, I'd love to beat the shit out of some of these kids." It was something like that. It was something about me wanting to beat the fuck out of children. <laughs> would I have wanted to do it? What? Yeah, I would wanted to do it. I talked about doing it. Was I going to do it? Fuck no, I wasn't going to do it because I realized that like the consequences for the behaviors, you know, what it would have done to the kid, what it would have done to me in, in my life. There's no way. But uh, because I expressed this to a supervisor and not a coworker, she was like, oh, um, we're going to need you to see somebody. <laughs> 
So I went and uh, they had me go see a psychiatrist. So I had to go see a psychiatrist. And I met with her and we're talking and she's talking about me and my job and we're discussing stuff. And then she did the whole thing at the end of like, ah, how much time has elapsed? Because, you know, she's trying to see if I'm grounded to person, place and time. And, you know, everything was okay. So I, I never I never was suspended or whatever. I never was told I couldn't go back to work. There's never been any problems. I think what it was, it was just me trying to express my frustrations with uh, what was happening at work. And I probably, I probably said it to the wrong person and I should have said it in a better way to that person. I probably could have said it like, ah, I'm, I'm just having a hard time dealing with these kids. Because trust me, everybody, it, it could have, some days were just goddamn nightmares. Whew. So there we go. So you just gotta learn how to deal with it. So the police there, good old Wyandotte, were talking about uh, the guy who committed the crime, committed the road rage. Uh, Deputy Chief Archie Hamilton said, he clearly cannot handle his emotions. He's a hothead. He probably acts like this every day. Why does this guy have a baseball bat readily available? Well, I'll tell you, uh, I'm sure there's lots of people out there who have baseball bats in my trunk, in their trunk. I have one in my trunk because I'm like, oh, you, you never know when you're going to go play baseball. A lot of people play baseball. A lot of people play softball. So I, I find it weird that he's like, why does he have this readily available? Has he done this before? Does he have it for protection? This is not normal. Yes, I will agree that the act is not normal. But for him to say it's not normal to have a baseball bat in your car, I think that's kind of weird. I got a lot of shit in my trunk. Because I used to play a lot of sports. So I had to, you know, I'd have a basketball. I had lacrosse sticks. I had the, uh, I got a football. I had the, the fucking, my bat and my baseball glove. I used to. Because again, when you're dealing with kids, you, you play a lot of sports. There's a lot of physical activity. So I had a lot of shit in the trunk of my car. So for him to say that is not normal. He's, he's a fucking idiot. What is he, a reader? Archie Hamilton? What are you, a fucking reader? So you guys know me. I love some street justice. I don't know if this was good street justice or not. I don't know. You can't go around. You can't go around smashing vehicles. There's consequences for it. So if you do it, you can get the goddamn fucking consequences. All right, I'm going to end on this, everybody. I'm going to end on this. Comedian Jay Leto. You guys know him. You love him. Maybe you're like me and you don't really give a shit about him because I don't. I never really found Jay to be funny. Um, I've, never, I've never seen him do stand-up. Other comedians have said that he's great at it. And I'm like, that might be, that might be, because, uh, you know, I will, like, I'll tell you guys, I had never seen Cosby, and everyone's like, oh, he's the greatest of all time, and then I saw him, and I was like, oh, shit, people are right, he is the greatest of all time. Uh, apparently, he also was the greatest rapist of all time, too, so uh, one, one thing has nothing to do with the other, it's all very unfortunate, so I, you know, maybe at some point, if I have an opportunity to see Jay, I'll go see Jay. But he was talking with some people about cancer culture. And uh, Jay's always been like, ah, yeah, hey, you know, that's kind of how it is. You know, just, you got to deal with things. And if I can, you know, people don't want you to tell jokes and you do jokes. And then if, I, if people get upset, and that's not your job. You shouldn't get people upset. And if I can 
just there to make people laugh. Jay Leno. It was not a very good Jay Leno impression, but Jay Leno says, uh, when I do a gig in Utah, and they'll go, look, uh, we don't want any drug jokes. We don't want any sex jokes. I go, okay, I'll take those out and I do something else. With the Me Too movement, all of a sudden the sexist jokes everybody used to do, you can't do anymore. So either you change with the times or you die. You adapt to the circumstances. If Leno sees somebody who's really hurt by something I did, that's not my job. The idea is to get them to laugh. And I agree with Jay. Your job is to get people to laugh, right? And if they tell you to do this, that, or whatever else, there you go. Like I've, uh, I did plenty of gigs where I was told like you you couldn't say cunt. Okay, it's not really a word that I ever use in my act anyway. But it, it, it unfortunately was one of those things that like, well, fuck. Now I want to say cunt. <laughs> I wasn't going to say cunt, but now that you're telling me not to say cunt, that's all I want to fucking do. I'd other play. I would play uh, Indian casinos. I'd be on a casino on a reservation, and they'd be like, "Okay, you can't do any Indian jokes." And I'm like, "Who the fuck's doing Indian jokes?" But then it became like, "Well, fuck! Now that's all I want to do is I just want to tell Indian jokes." So you just you adapt. You do what they want you to. So as much as I don't find Jay terribly funny, and I didn't think he was that good of a host, because I actually did get to go see him uh, host The Tonight Show many, many years ago, clearly. Uh, I saw him. We were, I was out in L.A., and we had an opportunity. Me, Graham Van Baccarino, and our buddy Andy Bendingo, the three of us went. We saw The Tonight Show. Andy, Andy, huge Leno fan. That was his dream was to get on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. And he actually knew like a writer for The Tonight Show. So he actually, during the day, he got to sit down and talk. It was funny. He sat down and talked with this guy. And then Graham and I just had to go do shit on our own. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I remember doing that. Because we were just fucking waiting for him to finish eating a meal with this dude. We were sitting in a coffee shop across the street or something. Was, you couldn't have fucking let us sit in with your fucking meal andy but anyway yeah you just need to adjust fuck i mean things change right there are plenty of things uh that people were talking about in the 60s that we can't talk about now or there's plenty of things that we talk about now that they couldn't in the 60s you just adjust to the time maybe 30 years from now maybe fucking people like don there's gonna be a lot of don rickle type dudes Sam Kinison-type humor is coming back. Who the fuck knows? Your job as a comedian is to make people laugh, and that's what I try to do. But I've always said I'm not for everybody, and I try not to be for everybody. So if they're like, you can't joke about this, I'll be like, well, that's kind of what I do. I kind of am that guy. Are you sure that I'm the right person for your show? And then they'll be like, yeah, you're right. You suck. <laughs> yeah, I know I suck, man. That's why I'm not a household name. That's why I would be willing to work for the shitty, shitty amount of pay. I'm always astounded, everybody, at how much people want to, how little they want to pay for comedy. When it's just, it's such a difficult thing. Comedy, stand-up comedy, is so, so difficult. I, you know, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. But it's just you up there by yourself, you know, no gimmicks, you know, I, I mean, I know there are musical comedians out there, but I don't have a guitar. I'm not out there singing. I don't have a fucking puppet. I don't have props. It's just me and my thoughts 
trying to get a room full of strangers to laugh about shit. I don't have teammates. It's not improv. I'm not in a band so I can distract people with music. Just me up there fucking saying dumb shit about my wiener. And I get I'm not for everybody. Kind of like this podcast isn't for everybody, but it's for you. You got through it. You listened to it. I love you. I love you. I appreciate you guys listening. So if you guys can do me a favor, if you can go like our Facebook page and our Twitter page for this, that would be great. If you guys can go listen to another episode podcast, that would be awesome. That's Matt Harper and Mandy Lane. They talk about movies that shape their childhood. Every Wednesday, they drop new episodes. This past Wednesday was uh, Mr. Mom, a Michael Keaton classic. I somehow have never seen it. It came out in 1983, I think. I've never seen Mr. Mom. Don't know how I missed it. So I'm going to need to watch it, and then I'll listen to the podcast. So go follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And like I said, every Wednesday, new episodes uh, you can follow on your uh, favorite uh, podcast platform. Go check out the whole thing, Donut Shop in Forney, Texas. Gourmet Donuts. Gourmet. Did I say doornuts? Gourmet Donuts. <laughs> go, uh, if you ever happen to be in Dallas, go check them out. Forney is a suburb. Apparently, you can open carry now down in Texas. So uh, just bring all your fucking guns with you and go to the donut shop. Get yourself a good gourmet donut. And then you can use it like as a skeet thing. And you can just throw the donut in the air and you can shoot it. Because apparently everything's legal now. Everything's legal now in Texas other than abortion. (laughs) But uh, go like their fan page if nothing else. The whole thing donut shop in Forney, Texas. That would be great. Then we got my boy John Midgley. He's a magician. He is a social worker. He is a dad, a husband. He is a humanitarian. He is the greatest of all fucking time. So if you guys can like his page on Facebook for his magic stuff, that's Magic JBM. That would be great. John Big Dick Midgley. Please do that. And then last but not least, Stephanie House and her husband Adam, they eat coleslaw. They do, do Facebook Lives of themselves eating coleslaw. And uh, then they post it. So go follow along. If you like coleslaw, you're going to love it. And if you got a good place where they can get coleslaw, let them know. They are on the east side of Michigan. So they, I, I know they have traveled to get coleslaw. So let them know. So do all those things, everybody. Uh, I would appreciate it. Thank you very much for listening. Consider subscribing to the Patreon, too. Uh, that's the, the live podcast that we did this past Saturday is posted up there. So that maybe that's a reason I give away free shit now and then talk about a lot of weird stuff. So uh, do that. That's it. I'm done. I got to go pee. I got to go eat. And then I got to go pick up those guys to go to the grapples. I will see you guys later. Have a good one. Okay. Bye.